You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith. And I am Heather Caro. And we are broadcasting from Holy Cross Catholic Church in Ipswich, South Dakota. We want to say hello to all those who are joining us throughout the Real Presence Radio listening area from Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, parts of Wyoming and Wisconsin. We're glad that you're listening to us and we're sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and the beauty of our Catholic faith. And so grateful this morning to be uh, joined by some great guests, Father Hughes this morning, speaking about the sacred heart of Jesus and uh, God love our our totus tuus missionaries who are... Uh, just so fervently proclaiming the gospel, even in the midst of changing circumstances. Well, we were saying during break, I can't believe Josh is going to be a freshman in college. Yeah, he's so articulate. <laughs> uh, and I'm, he's going to Notre Dame. Yes, I suppose there's a reason. Pray for Josh. I pray for his vocation. I, and, uh, there's, I have a number of good friends in seminary that are alums of, of Notre Dame. So uh-huh. man, pray that uh, that for all our totus tuition missionaries, a great opportunity for them to discern their vocation, their call to mm-hmm. priesthood, religious life, married life. And uh, as they share the gospel, they learn more about the Lord, but also about themselves and how Jesus is calling them to a particular state in life. And someone who knows a lot about uh, the vocations and the life of the church uh, that we're joined with at this p- particular hour is Bishop John Lavore of the Diocese of New Ulm. Bishop Lavore, welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you very much. It's always good to be on the air. And uh, we're, we're grateful to, uh, to have your time uh, to have another one of our, our great holy bishops here in, mm-hmm. in the upper Midwest in our listening area encourage us in the life of faith. And at this time, Bishop, we wanted to discuss the importance of Holy Mass, even with these uh, current pandemic constrictions and restrictions. And as a diocesan parish priest, uh, my Bishop Donald DeGroote, your friend, um, Bishop DeGroote has been very uh, supportive and encouraging me as a pastor of three parishes and in uh, uh, celebrating the sacraments, but doing so with prudence and caution Mm -hmm. as we continue to uh, invite our our parish assembly together and celebrate Mass. And uh, I just wanted to see how things are going for you in the Diocese of New Ulm, as now many of us have just begun this this practice of celebrating Mass together as a parish. Yeah, as you probably know, uh, Father, the... um uh, each state is different as far mm-hmm. as what they can do or what what uh, is permitted, and uh, so we're uh, a little bit different from uh, South Dakota. But uh, we are at um, let's see when did this start? Started Pentecost Sunday. We're able to uh, have twenty five percent occupancy with a cap on two hundred and fifty two hundred and fifty mm-hmm. people. Uh, now the governor's raised that to 50% yeah. and a, a cap of uh, 250 people. But as in South Dakota, most of our parishes are, are small, so you'd never get 250 people to fit in a church, <laughs> let alone, you know, during Six this time apart. of... Six feet apart. I agree. I agree, Bishop. If, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sure you do. <laughs> uh, I have capacity for 400, but because of my population base here at Holy Cross, if I have 250, that's we're just packing them in. That's yeah. that's on the, yeah, and that's absolutely. just because 
And that would probably be, you know, for first communions or, mm-hmm. or special sacraments, confirmations when we would have more grandparents or people from remote areas would join our assembly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm with you on that, Bishop. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. With with these restrictions and with these, now it's been two weeks for you uh, and your parishes coming back together. Uh, this morning we wanted to hear from you, you know, why is it so important for us to come together as a community for Mass? Well, it's, uh, you know, there are a number of reasons. You know, one is uh, for, at Mass you meet Jesus personally. I mean, you... Uh, each of the sacraments is a personal meeting with our Lord, and uh, that's why being there uh, at Mass for or at any any sacrament, uh, you have to be there personally to celebrate that sacrament and have Jesus meet you in an uh, effective way. Um, so I'm, I'm sure you've heard people say, well, can I go to confession over the phone? Mm-hmm. Well, no, it has to be person to person, and that's the way it is with the Eucharist. And um, and Jesus saves us through community. Uh, mm-hmm. he, you know, he saves us individually, that's for sure, but uh, it's like, you know, the, it's the both and. You know, some people say, well, it's, it, you know, he saves me personally, but not as a group. And others say it's the community that's important, but not the individual. Well, it's both and. Both mm-hmm. are uh, critical for us, and, and that's how Jesus operates, both as uh, us as individuals and as a community. So to gather with our brothers and sisters physically uh, is, is critical, and uh, that's why this pandemic hurts so much. You know, people are just missing, you know, the Eucharist, and they wanted to be there, and uh, they they couldn't because of uh, the restrictions that were put on, and rightly so. I mean, we have to be very careful. Um, and then people would, you know, there's a lot of live streaming now uh, mm-hmm. and videoing. Uh, there's less so now because we're, we have our churches open, but, uh, you know, that was the best people could do, and <clears throat> they would tell me, you know, Bishop, with it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Well, it isn't. You know, it isn't. It's, uh, even if you've got live stream, you know, you're in one town and the Mass is in another, and it, you're not physically, bodily present. It's like John Paul's theology of the body. You know, the body is, expresses the person, and uh, if the body isn't there, you know, you can be watching something, but if the body isn't there, the whole person isn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why it, it's, it's, it's critical for us to to be together, to celebrate together, um, so that, you know, we're saved individually, but Jesus works through the community as well. And that, people sometimes can't articulate that, but they, they feel it. You mm-hmm. know, it's that kind of sense of the faith where, you know, I'm watching this Mass, but it's not quite the same. Yeah, <laughs> and and uh, they're right, you know, they're right. So, so it is it's critical for us to be together. I think about the Gospels, Bishop, and how people heard of Jesus from the surrounding areas, but they always came to be in his immediate presence. And so as the crowds came around our Lord, so even this this incarnate fact of the of Christ's presence is even reflected in Jesus' own ministry 
all throughout Galilee and on his journey towards Jerusalem and how those crowds gathered around him. And the Lord himself would at times go away from <laughs> I'm going to go in this boat yeah. and try and get away from you. <laughs> from that assembly. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Bishop, for that encouragement. Uh, you know, for those who are not able to attend Mass in person at this time, and of course, as you know, I know you've been prayerfully in making these decisions, um, particularly with people with compromised immune systems or maybe undue fear or anxiety um, just in their own life for any particular reason that they may have. What kind of an encouragement would you have for those people to be a part of that community who are prevented so at that time from, from those reasons? Yeah, it, and that, and you're right. We we mass has been uh, the obligation to attend mass has been lifted <clears throat> so that people don't feel they have to come, especially the elderly and those who are, have have underlying health issues. Um, so you do the best you can, you know. You uh, and uh, what we're seeing is, you know, of course, smaller numbers of people coming to mass. And the elderly, by and large, are staying away and, um, you know, doing what they're supposed to do. You know, one lady uh, in the uh, one of the parishes wrote me and said, you know, um, I'm so happy you have Mass back. Uh, but she said, I-, I can't go. She said, I've got, I don't know what she had, kidney problems and other problems. Uh, was very susceptible, you know, to, to getting COVID. So... Uh, she said, "I'm I'm staying away, but I just want to affirm you that are happy you have you know mass in person again. Uh, so people do the best they can. You know, um, we've had you know there are people in some of the parishes that uh, go out you know to to visit those who are homebound, uh, bring the Eucharist, um, and uh, call call people on the telephone from the parish. I know one pastor just." took you know took a number of people uh parishioners and he called you know so many a day you mm-hmm. know just to see how they're doing and keeping connected you know with the parish um so someone who's homebound should reach out as well you know if they're they're lonely you know i had a a fellow call me he said i just wanted to talk to you bishop mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know he just you know talked and and very interesting you know fellow uh, but he just, you know, lonely, and he's uh, uh, he's confined to his apartment building. It's a senior building, and he mm-hmm. says we can get out and walk around the building, but then we got to go back in. We can't go mm-hmm. anywhere. So, uh, so I think both ways, you know, people who are homebound can reach out to others, and those who are not can reach out to those who are homebound and and, and keep that community. Uh, and there's so many prayers, you know. Uh, our website for the diocese has oh so many things, you know, for from kids to seniors, prayers and activities and things to do, uh, prayers to say. So, you know, keep connected that way as well, because their prayers are are very very important because they're suffering, mm-hmm. and whenever they're suffering in prayer, those are you know, very effective. Yeah. Well, and I I've been enjoying seeing how everybody's expanding. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's forcing us to think of new ways to pray and new ways to get in connection with God and with Jesus and our faith. And I think hopefully these things will continue after all of this is over. 
and a, right. and, a wa- and awaking that uh, that missionary zeal um, and that desire to share the faith and mm-hmm. uh, creative ways which are really not new but they're perhaps being reinvented. Uh, just speaking moments ago, Bishop, with a couple of totus tuus missionaries who are thinking of creative ways to share the gospel, to educate, to do catechesis, um, and then making different options available for parishioners. They're working with a young population who perhaps may be less susceptible to the threat of COVID-19, while at the same time being mindful of the rest of the community and caring for those who are more susceptible, the elder population and other people in parishes. Bishop, we're going to keep the conversation going on encouraging our our listeners on this return to Mass. Um, In just a moment, we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be back. Uh, We're joined. My name's Father Tim Smith. And I'm Heather Carroll. We're joined by Bishop Lavore from the Diocese of New Ulm. Stay tuned to Real Presence Live. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. If there is a merciful God, how can he allow such suffering? I'm Father Chris Alar. God took his greatest risk in giving you his greatest gift, free will. He risked that you may choose not to love him and to hurt your neighbor. But even then, God wants to bring a greater good out of evil. There is no worse evil than a creature nailing his creator to a tree. Yet God brought a greater good from it, your redemption. God doesn't want you to suffer, but he allows it. Why? Because your suffering can also be redemptive when you share in the cross of Christ. It is not easy, but when you learn how, it changes everything. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. I chose Mount Marty over at State School because of the small classroom sizes and because of the small faculty to student ratio. I want to be able to develop a relationship with my professors and not just be a number on the wall. Hello, my name is Mitchell Lahneman. I'm a junior at Mount Marty College and I'm originally from Adrian, Minnesota. You can really develop relationships with your professors and Mount Marty offers lots of opportunities such as leadership positions and different clubs and activities to participate in. Mount Marty College, experience the momentum. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith. And I'm Heather Caro. And we're joined this morning by Bishop John Lavore, the Diocese of New Ulm. And we're speaking of words of encouragement and, and some words of comfort in regards to returning back to Mass as we have all experienced the pandemic of 
COVID-19, and now we are uh, resuming public worship in our respective diocese and home parishes, and uh, still in my own parish, where we're broadcasting from Holy Cross Parish in, in Ipswich, South Dakota, as the weeks have gone by, Heather, still a few people returning slowly back to Mass, yeah. uh, people prudently and taking their time as they have resumed. And every week I see a few fresh new faces of people who have made that prayerful decision on that it's time, time is okay for them. Right. And again, we, we live uh, in the present moment. We acknowledge God's love for us. Um, but I, again, just so grateful to have you on the phone with the Bishop Lavore because we know that the bishops have prayerfully um, had to make these decisions about uh, the suspension of Mass, but also resuming of public Mass. And I just want to say personally, on behalf of all the parishioners and all the listeners, that Bishop, we pray for you, and we're grateful for your, your faithful service during this time, because, um, and I just hear that from a lot of our parishioners, that they're grateful for your service as one of the shepherds of the church. Um, yeah, and we're yeah. just kind of speaking of the experience from the lay people I speak with, they're grateful for what you've done and in helping us navigate these uh, challenging times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. And we, in Minnesota, we had a, you know, we didn't, uh, the governor really said we couldn't have mass um, unless it was 10 people or less. Mm. And so we had to, we hired lay people, um, attorneys and uh, communications people, um, because, you know, stores were allowed to have 50% capacity, and here's churches 10 persons or less. Mm. So it was a real disparity. And uh, so we were prepared to go ahead without government approval, and mm. uh, all of the bishops of Minnesota worked together uh, with our laity, with the uh, with the uh, attorneys, communication people, and uh, we were able to to break through and uh, uh, able to have you know a more reasonable you know the the restrictions were more reasonable and uh, so the lay people you know none of us were attorneys except Archbishop Hebda he's uh, he's got both a canon law degree and a, and a civil law degree but none of us uh, others have this and. So the lay people really helped us in a great way to get mass, you know, open open the churches again. So it was it was good. Well, I have a question as a lay person. Heather's lay person question of the day. <laughs> great. <laughs> so I, you know, I've experienced um, returning to mass. I've decided for me and my family, it's what we're going to do. Um, we feel comfortable with it. Um, my question for both you. Bishop Lavore and Father Tim Smith, is to talk to those, and I'm going to try and be as politically correct as I possibly can, Mm -hmm. those of the listeners that maybe um, aren't attending Mass, and maybe they should be. Hmm. They aren't afraid. They aren't worried about getting sick. They're just not going. How do we encourage them to go back? when the dispensation has been placed, that you don't have to go to Mass? How right. do you encourage someone to go to Mass, even if, you know, because they, they go out and they do things and they're not afraid and they aren't, you know what I mean? Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, it's, it's true, and that's what, you know, uh, we were uh, apprehensive about when we suspended Masses because 
you know that some are not going to come back again. You get in the, mm-hmm. the habit of doing other things. Right. Uh, and I guess it's, you know, it's what is the Mass? I mean, it, this is a, a personal meeting with Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Redeemer, and the one who reveals to us our identity and proper activity. Uh, wouldn't you want to meet somebody like that? <laughs> so yeah. it really has to be, you know, they need to be encouraged, but also, you know, really search their soul as far as what what does the Mass mean to me? You know, it's just not a ceremony. It's uh, Jesus is truly there, and his sacrificial love that was on the cross is there for us. Uh, we receive his body and blood. We just had Corpus Christi, and the, mm-hmm. we had a Eucharistic procession here. You know, these are the, the rock foundation of, of our faith. Um, so I, yeah, I just, you know, encourage people. I ask other laity to invite those who are able, you know, to come back and uh, celebrate Mass. It's interesting because the people who are there now at the beginning of opening the churches, they want to be there. You mm-hmm. can see that they want to be there. We and need our to Eucharistic, be there. They need to be there, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, our Eucharistic procession had the most people this year than we've had in a long time because all the people at, at the Mass you know, wanted to be there and wanted to go in procession, and it was beautiful. Uh, so uh, there's nothing like the Mass, you know. There's nothing like the Mass. So so I would encourage them. It's the highest prayer. Uh, when we went on our uh, Limina visit to uh, see Pope Francis in January, the first thing he said to, you, uh, said to us, your first obligation is to pray. Mm. Always pray. And, of course, the Eucharist is the highest prayer. So beautiful words from our Holy Father. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one pastoral experience as a, as a pastor and boots on the ground mm-hmm. was an experience I had at a regional grocery store. And I was just shopping in the, in the line, and the man in front of me was having difficulty. His credit card wasn't being read by the machine, which we've all had that happen <laughs> yeah. at some time or other. Worst nightmare, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm the priest standing in line behind him, and uh, I said, that's okay. He just had a couple items. I said, I'll go ahead and, you know, just put it on my tab. I'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. And, the, and he turned around, and he, he was wearing a scapular, and he pulled, he kind of, I didn't notice it, but he, he was a workman. He's probably in his mid-50s, and he, he kind of lifted up, and he said, well, <laughs> Father, I'm wearing my scapular today. It was kind of wore down. He said, it's not a re- in really good condition. I said, no, if they're wore down like that, that means it's a good one, because you've been wearing it. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and uh, he then, uh, there was this encounter, and what happened is, after we finished our point of sale and got through the checkout line, he, confi- he confided in me just afterwards that, uh, Father, things haven't been really going great since we, me and my family haven't been going to Mass. And mm. he kind of was able to share that it's time for us to go mm-hmm. back, and we haven't. And it was yeah. an opportunity for a little, and that was the Lord who brought us together in that checkout yeah. counter. And whether I dare say oh, yeah. the Lord stopped that credit card transaction from happening. And I would just oh, yeah. encourage our listeners be attentive to those signs. 
Um, one thing I've always said to our, my parishioners and even when I was at the cathedral in Sioux Falls is when you notice things are starting to, I would say, stink around the house a little bit, <laughs> like people are having tenter tantrums, mom and dad are kind of sniping at each other, there's basically a vacuum of Christian love in the house. <laughs> That's right. the great time for us to just hit the lineup for confession and just all of us get back in the practice of the faith. Yeah. And um, yeah. I know for some of our families and our listeners all over the area, because of this experience of perhaps the, the, that living faith has been d- diminished because mm-hmm. of the, the pandemic, if you're noticing those signs, then that is the sign from the Lord. Come back, uh, get in His grace, and yeah. come back to the church. We're here for you. And, uh, and I would just say, use your prudence and caution, but trust in the Lord. Uh, Bishop, you know, as... As also encouraging pastors, what encouragement would you give for, we have priests that listen to Real Presence Live, Mm -hmm. what encouragement have you been given to your priest as they continue to move forward in this time? You know, I was talking to some of my priests yesterday, and uh, uh, this has been difficult. Uh, It's been difficult because their whole routine has been turned upside down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, for so many weeks, you know, they just were celebrating private masses and, you know, preaching to nobody. <laughs> you know, nobody's yeah. in the church, and they're preaching, you know, and uh, uh, not being able to go out, um, you know, a lot of times uh, to people's homes as they had done before. And it, it just, in school was out, when we were at our Catholic schools, so... Uh, it's a whole, it was a whole sea change for them. And, uh, you know, they get discouraged just as anybody else. And so I just would, you know, encourage them to, you know, try to do their best. That's all we can do in this. And the uncertainty is there. We, we don't have any control over that. So just do the best we can with what we got. And uh, God will see us through. He always does. God and, and the Blessed Mother always see us through. Amen. Well, Bishop, we'd like to ask uh, if you would give us a blessing for all our listeners um, as we continue to, to move forward. Oh. Would you do so? Oh. You, you bet, yeah. The Lord be with you. And, and with, with your, your spirit. spirit. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you forever. Amen. 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 And yep. thank you for joining us, Bishop. Uh, this is Real yep. Presence Live. My name's Father Tim Smith. And I'm Heather Caro. And we thank uh, Bishop John Lavore of the Diocese of New Ulm for joining us this morning. Up next, we're going to see what the real purpose of education is and how we can grow in knowledge of God and love of neighbor. Stay tuned right here on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.